Hi, I'm Cheryl, and I'm a mom, coach, domestic abuse survivor, and host of the Healthy Mom After Divorce podcast, where I help moms survive their high-conflict divorce and develop safe, healthy, and sustainable co-parenting strategies. I know it feels scary, but with the right tools, mindset, and education, you can do this. It may not be easy, but there is light at the end of that tunnel. So let's take that next step together and get this episode started. Healthy Mamas, welcome to the 28th episode of the Healthy Mom After Divorce podcast. I am your host, Cheryl, and I am so glad you've taken the time to listen today. As always, you can find the full transcript for this episode at healthymomafterdivorce.com slash 28. So for the past little bit, I've been thinking about what I want to talk about for the last episode of this podcast in 2022. What I decided I wanted to share is the one truth that I have found most helpful in my healing from an abusive marriage and dealing with ongoing post-separation abuse and all the associated upsetting incidents. If you're co-parenting with a toxic person, I'm guessing you've been in many confrontational, anxiety-inducing, conflict-ridden situations. Sometimes you're right in the thick of the conflict, directly feeling all of its effects. And sometimes you're more of an outside observer, feeling its effects indirectly through the impact on others, most often your kids. Regardless of where you stand in relation to the conflict with your abusive co-parent, you probably do what a lot of us do, which is internalize their behavior in any given situation. So they're doing something abusive, and you're thinking stuff like, what did I do to cause this? Why are they lashing out at me? What did I say to make them call me names? Maybe I shouldn't have snapped like that. Next time, if I do it differently, they won't get upset. I'll just do what they want, then they'll stop. Here's the problem with all of these thoughts. They all have the word me and I in them. Now, in and of itself, it's not the issue. The issue is the I's and me's are being causally linked to a behavior that is entirely in someone else's control. We hear all the time to take responsibility for our own actions, to look inward, to see how we can improve ourselves. And that's true. I agree with that. We are 100% responsible for our own actions, the choices we make, the lives we live. And if we make choices or do things others don't like, there may be some natural consequences. You know, if we gossip about others, we may lose friends. If we don't invest in a relationship, that person may move on. If we regularly decline invitations for coffee with someone, they may stop asking there often will be natural consequences, good or bad, to our behavior. And we have to be prepared for what those are and either accept them or change our behavior. But natural consequences are the choices others make for themselves based on what they like or don't like about our behavior, like not asking us out for coffee anymore. 
natural consequences are not abusive and punitive behavior by someone else towards us, no matter how bad our behavior is. Like if that same person shamed us and called us names before they stopped asking us out for coffee. If this doesn't all make sense yet, bear with me. I'm going to explain further. And I'm going to explain using an example because I find this the best way to get points across. So say you're in a grocery store about to get in line and someone zips right in and scoots in front of you before you get there. Maybe it was intentional. Maybe it wasn't. You don't know and it doesn't matter. But you've been having a stressful week and today it sets you off. You not only call them out on their action, but you add on some punitive language and call them rude and thoughtless. Arguably, not your best day. Now, visualize the person in front of you. I'm going to give you two scenarios about the type of person they are. First, pretend they're just like someone you know that's close to you, someone you love very much. What would that person's reaction be to a verbal attack like the one you gave? Apologetic? Calm? Or maybe they wouldn't agree with your reaction at all and defend themselves in a firm way, but they're still respectful. Now, in the second scenario, imagine the person in line in front of you is just like your toxic co-parent. What would their reaction be? Angry? Defensive? Cruel? They very likely won't agree with you, and they'd let you know it in the rudest way, complete with personal attacks and name-calling. Maybe they'd even be vindictive and do something like leave their shopping cart in your way so you have to move it for them. Now, what's the difference in these two situations? It's not your behavior. The difference is the type of person they are and their choice on how to respond. The first person will react totally different than the second one to the exact same stimulus, as in your verbal attack. So what that means is person two reacts with cruelty and vindictiveness, not because you called them out, rightly or wrongly so, but because they are an abusive person. You are not responsible for other people's actions, only your actions. Your job is to try and behave in ways that align with your values and beliefs, and the choices you make are your responsibility. Likewise, other people behave in ways that align with their values and beliefs, and their choices are their responsibility. Your actions, if they're poor, may not get you the results in life that you want, but you're still not responsible for other people's choices in how to respond to you. Now, this is super important to remember because it isn't just about your behavior. As a co-parent, it's also about your kid's behavior. Their abusive parent will do things that they find very distressing. And the tragedy is, kids are even more likely to internalize the blame because they have little to no control over the situation and how to deal with it. Their brain is also very immature, so they haven't yet developed the capacity to understand what's really happening. When your kids' other parent is behaving in scary, toxic, and abusive ways, we, as the safe parent, can't always stop it. We can't prevent it or even save them from it every time. But we can help our kids sever the causal link 
between their own behavior and their abusive parents' behavior. When their dad rages, calls them names, throws things, punishes them for not behaving as he's demanded, abuses you, bashes you to them, throws a fit in a store, directly tells the kids they are to blame for what he did. The best way we can support our kids is to remind them that despite how painful all of those things that dad does are, they are not at all related to who your kids are as people. They are not to blame. It is not their fault. It doesn't matter if they didn't clean their room when asked. It doesn't matter if they talked back to them in a cheeky way. It doesn't matter if they failed their test because they didn't study. It doesn't matter if they rolled their eyes at them. It doesn't matter if they looked their parent straight in the eye and said, F you. Even in all those cases, how their parent reacts is 100% up to that parent. And abusive behavior is abusive behavior. Now let's go back to my example. You probably shouldn't have been nasty to the person who cut you off. Expressing your dissatisfaction to them is one thing. Calling them rude or some other name? Not so great and not the way we ought to behave. But their reaction to you is still up to them. And that goes even more for an abusive co-parent who not only reacts poorly in one-off situations like a grocery store scuffle, but also as a pattern of behavior to control those around them. Now, I'm going to keep coming back to this because it's crucial in your understanding with these types of people. This is what abusers do. They want power and control. So they use abusive, scary, intimidating, cruel tactics in order to forcefully coerce the people around them to comply with their demands. I talk all about coercive control in episode 26. So if you haven't had the chance to listen to that one, I'll put the link in the show notes. What I am stressing here is that it is them that chooses to abuse, not your behavior and certainly not your kids' behavior that causes it. So the question is, why do they choose it? It's because of their belief system, which is grounded in their own superiority and entitlement. This flawed but deeply ingrained value system is what informs them on how to behave and justifies their bad behavior in their own mind in order to get what they want, despite its impact on others. As I listen to people's stories, it never ceases to amaze me how little abusive parents care about how their behavior affects their own children. So the next time you find your kids asking themselves, why does dad do that? Why does he say that? What can I do to make it stop? Was it because I did this or that? Remind your kids that it isn't them or their behavior. Remind yourself that it isn't you or your behavior. It's entirely their abusive parent, their belief system, their choice, their responsibility to bear. 
It will still be hard on all of you, and you will spend your lives healing in one way or another because of the abuse you've suffered at the hands of this person. But the sooner you can all detach yourselves from the responsibility for the abusive behavior, the sooner your peace will begin. You or your kids may not be able to always escape the particular abusive incident while it's happening, but learning to release any responsibility for it as soon as possible is where your real power lies. And there are lots of people who live long, happy lives despite the abuse they suffered at the hands of their parent, spouse, or co-parent. You can do this, mama. And because of that, so can your kids. And that's the best news of all. Happy New Year to all the safe, protective mamas out there. I wish you all a peaceful, healthy start to 2023 because healthy moms raise healthy kids. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a review. And if you like what you heard, share this episode with other moms. Don't forget to follow me on social media. And if you want to learn more about me and what else I have to offer, head over to HealthyMomAfterDivorce.com. And while you're there, why not grab your copy of my free guide, Take Your Power Back, Four Ways to Feel in Control Through Your High Conflict Divorce. One foot in front of the other, Healthy Mama. You got this. I promise.